Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens scored a 25-9 win over the Houston Texans. It's a size them up Monday, Garrett. When when you're all listening to this, we recorded this immediately after the game. But it's a size them up Monday. Yeah, whenever you win, it's, uh, it's week one. You get a win. It's always a good feeling. Exactly. So great way to start off the season, except for the injuries. Yes. You know, the, a, a win is a win, and you always want to win, and that shouldn't be taken for granted, despite the Texans' record last year and, and all the different factors that went into this game. A win's a win. Celebrate it. Now, the injuries took some of the shine off Baltimore's win. The season-ending Achilles injury to J.K. Dobbins also saw safety Marcus Williams, left tackle Ronnie Stanley, and center Tyler Linderbaum all leave the game with injuries and not return. Uh, We did not get much clarity from John Harbaugh after the game on the severity of their injuries. said all of them will have MRIs to determine that. Uh, But... Unfortunately, this this week one win will have negative consequences or uh, negative ripple effect on next week and beyond Mm -hmm. uh, as the Ravens get ready to face the Bengals next week. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's no doubt there's kind of a black cloud hanging over this win. When you look at losing J.K. Dobbins, I just feel so badly for him. Like this is a guy who, I don't know, he, he just was poised, I think, to have such a really big season. I think we saw that early in this game. Like he was running great. He was catching the ball well. I just feel horrible for Superman him. touchdown. Yeah, I just feel horribly for him. I just think that this is, he's worked so hard to come back from a devastating knee injury that's basically taken two years to recover from. And now he feels like he's in position to be back to his old self. You know, he made it clear that he wanted a new contract this offseason, and that was another factor at play here. He's in a contract season. And to suffer this injury in week one when it seemed like, you know, I'm writing notes down early in this game about what we're going to talk about. And one of the things I've written down was like J.K. Dobbins looks back to his old Seth and he's going to be a huge piece of this offense. And so yep. I just feel horribly for him. I think that his teammates felt really badly for him. I think that like being in the locker room after the game, like it was, people were happy to win, but like there's no doubt that like having that injury to him, just like I said, cast a black cloud over the game. And it's hard to totally enjoy it when you've got guys like, Patrick Queen and Odell Beckham Jr. like borderline getting emotional talking about J.K. Dobbins going down with his serious injury and losing him for the season. Like guys feel for him. They feel for him personally and yeah. mentally. It's it's really tough. It's really disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you could have a, a heart of stone. You could be a Steelers fan, for goodness sake, 
and you still have to ache for J.K. Dobbins yeah. just as a as a human, right? I mean, all that he's gone through, and and like you said, with the contract here, I mean, you know, this is why players want their long term contracts earlier as, as soon as they can get them, right? And that's why uh, they make noise at times like this in the off season is because you never know, right? And it's always it's just kind of another reminder that this game and this business can be brutal. It just can, and there's no, you know, it's nobody's fault, obviously. There's no way around it. It just happens sometimes. And and unfortunately for JK, it's just, you know, twice now. I mean, the guy's just had terrible luck. Yeah. Terrible luck. I mean, he was on the looked like he was gonna have a breakout 2020 campaign. I mean, I thought the guy was gonna become an NFL superstar. And uh and he goes down with a preseason, you know, in a in a preseason three game, you know, yep. or four at that time. And uh yeah, you just you just really ache for him. Now I, you know, I'll say that I think that the Ravens running back depth is strong. I think of, of all those injuries, you know, if you look at the position groups at which these injuries have happened and, and we don't know how long Marcus Williams, Ronnie Stanley or Tyler Lindenbaum are going to be out. But if you're looking at the four spots where they had these injuries, running back is pretty darn deep yeah. and talented. Mm-hmm. You have, you have Gus Edwards, you have justice Hill. I mean, justice Hill punched it a two yard touchdown the very next play after JK's injury scored another two yard touchdown later in the game. You have Gus the bus that you know what he is and what he offers. He got loose for one or two nice runs. Then you have Melvin Gordon on the practice squad who would not be surprising to see the Ravens bring him up. And then waiting in the wings is Keaton Mitchell, the undrafted rookie who was so spectacular this preseason. So obviously the Ravens are a much better team, I think, with J.K. Dobbins, obviously. But I think that their running back depth is strong. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is. Um I think that JK gives gave you something that that was just different, um, and it it looked to me like they were really gonna, at least on the early going, they're gonna ride. They were gonna ride him. It just seemed like okay, like JK's been saying, give me feed me and give yeah. me the opportunity. Well, he, was, he was giving it in the game. He, he was giving it. He was giving me the feed me right the play before. Yeah, it, it just seemed like, and they were gonna do that. It just seemed like that was yep. what was gonna happen. So losing him, like beyond just like the emotional toll of it, I think that like it's a very that there is a significant impact. I agree that the depth is strong yeah. there. I I think the depth is strong there, but I'm also not going to act like it's it's not a significant loss. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And so yeah, and then with the other guys, like just basically what John Harbaugh said is they've got to get MRIs and then they'll see the severity of it and how long they're going to be out. So you know we'll see. You know it's interesting with Marcus Williams to talk about that one. Like it happened, you know, what I saw, it happened a few plays before and similar to last year, he basically finished the series and I saw he kind of came up for a hit and he was, he got up slow and he was kind of grabbing his shoulder and chest and just seemed to be like uncomfortable. And then there's a few more plays that came at him. He broke up a pass down the middle of the field. um, And there was another, he had a couple tackles, like it seemed, but he seemed to kind of be protecting it a little bit to me and it reminded me of last year when he broke his wrist and then he stayed in the game for like a half after that um just a super tough dude but I just I saw it happen I saw him get up slow and I just saw him kind of didn't seem right the rest of that series and certainly you hope that it's not a long-term deal with him uh because he's such an important player for this defense um but you know that would be a really tough blow if he's out any considerable amount of time Oh, 100%. I mean, I think, you know, Geno Stone is a guy who's, who's played significant number of snaps. He's stepped in before, you know, and then you look at left tackle Patrick McCary. You know, he has a lot of experience in NFL games. 
and, and then at center, you know, Sam Mustafer would be the guy, right? Sure, all these guys have experience, right? But all of those would be tough losses if they're, if they're out for any chunk of time. Yeah. Specifically, week two against the Bengals. Yeah. You want to have those guys against your, your biggest rival on the in a big road game next well, week. Yeah, so, and that's the thing you talk about injuries. Like, injuries... It's just tough to predict them, and it's like you can be great. Like that was the story coming in. John Harbaugh got asked on Friday, I think, "Hey, how yeah. great is it to be healthy?" You know, finally, this team is healthy going into the year. And, it was amazing. And then all of a sudden, the next day, you know, it comes out that Mark Andrews isn't going to play, and of course, Marlon Humphrey isn't going to play yet. He's still working his way back. And then all of a sudden, you have four marquee players on your team get hurt. One of them, at least, with a season-ending injury. I mean, that's just a a rough, you know, rough game. That's rough, a rough, rough. 24-hour stretch there. And again, hopefully that those other three aren't long-term, but uh, it's, a, it's a rough opener. And, and it, look, it's great to win, obviously, um, but like it's hard, to, it's hard to gloss over the injuries when talking about this game. Oh, 100%. 100%. So unfortunately, injuries are going to be the storyline of, of the week or weeks to come. Uh, that will, again, be the predominant narrative or one of, certainly, of the Ravens here early in the season. So we just got to cross our fingers and hope those MRIs turn up well. All right, let's talk about the offense a little bit. That was the unit I think we were all looking forward to seeing the most. Kind of an uneven day, you know, in my estimation. They never really got to a point where it felt like it was rolling, you know, that that there was a lot of momentum. It, It would start to kind of get there, and then there would be fumbles. You know, Lamar Jackson had the ball punched out of his hand once, had a bad interception, uh, had had dropped one that looked like Justice Hill kind of bounced off his arm and hit the turf. Just kind of an uneven day offensively. Um, saw some spurts, obviously, but, um, you know, it was winning. It was winning football for the most part. Uh, they won the game, so it was winning football. But, you know, it wasn't the for all the excitement about this new offense and all that stuff. It didn't blow the doors off the Texans and leave you saying, oh, my God. yeah. Like, this offense is ridiculous now. Right. No, it didn't. I mean, I think uh, what I attribute some of that to, I think I think a little bit rusty. Basically, the entire starting offense didn't play in the preseason. Zay Flowers did for a handful of, you know, a handful of snaps. But the rest, and John Simpson did, but the rest of the guys really didn't. And so I think that that was yeah, part not of just, it. Yeah, not, not really didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't play outside of <laughs> John Simpson and Zay Flowers. Which is fine. I don't, look, look, we're all going to sit here and talk about like, well, what they didn't play in preseason. I'm not questioning that decision. No, 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 no. I'm still fine with that decision. Like, you see J.K. Dobbins go down. I'm still fine with that decision. But, like, I think to be expected that there there's a little bit of rust potential. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of rust. It's a new system in general, so I think that that yep. takes a little bit of um, you know there's a, there, that comes with challenges. I also think that like you had, I think there was probably some emotions like um, you had some guys that were really eager to get back on the field. Odell Beckham Jr. made no bones about the fact that he was just like was, anxious was and he, eager. And, was he ramped up for this right. game? Did he seem a little emotional to right. you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I think, was really yep. eager to get back and play. J.K. Dobbins, I think, was really eager to get back and play. Like, I just think there was a lot of that. That probably fact, Bateman, Rashad Bateman, yeah, like go down the line. I think that there's probably a lot of that. Um, and that, I think, factored into some of the unevenness and jitters, I guess, uh, with the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that. Like, I, I, I think they worked through some of that. I saw, certainly there were bright spots. I mean, when they marched down the field in the second half, um, 
you know, that was kind of the, the command, the convincing drive of the game. But uh, so there were bright spots, but I think that like, it's still very much a, a work in progress. Yeah. I thought that, you know, one thing when I was working on the Todd Munkin cover story that, uh, opened my eyes a little bit was when I got Ryan Fitzpatrick on the phone late last week, uh, to talk about Munkin, the two played together in Tampa Bay. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now an analyst for Amazon prime football. Um, or Amazon, Amazon Video Prime, right. or whatever it is. Um, and he was just like, you know, there's going to be some inevitable growing pains. You have a new offense. You have a bunch of new wide receivers. There's going to be growing pains, right? Like, let's not kid ourselves, right? And it, it was kind of, you know, when you've been watching the Ravens all offseason and there's all this hype and there's all this excitement and we've all gotten swept up into it and you've seen it in practice and, you know, it's looked good in practice and whatnot. You just kind of get blinded to the fact like, oh yeah, let's step back and just like look at the bigger picture here. There's a lot of new stuff here. And so like maybe our expectations should have been tempered a little bit, not to expect it to come out of the gates and just be gangbusters immediately. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. And I think that like, I mean, I think we kind of said that on the, on some of these podcasts leading into today, like, you know, you got to keep in mind just where the team is in terms of it's new with system and all that stuff. Um, so I, I agree. I I'm with, I'm with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that like that is part of this process. Um, and like beyond just, it's new again. It goes like it's new. You have some guys that haven't played football in a long time. Odell being a huge piece of that. So I think that all of that is part of the growing pains that you're seeing. But like one player who I felt like didn't have any growing pains was was Zay Flowers. I mean, wow. I think that like talk about like surpassing <laughs> yeah, expectations. One one thing I just want to point out: Lamar Jackson just tweeted, "Rusty is." black beep (laughs) the curse face but thank you um just to you know so he kind of admits you know it was a little uneven yeah you know a little rust there and uh odell golly he's just on twitter i mean the emotions from that guy are just off the chain yeah you know about how grateful he is to be back and all that stuff but yes let's turn the page zay flowers i mean good night (laughs) good night this dude he was a wide receiver one in his first game. Yeah, yeah I, I was surprised. Wide receiver one. The stat line on Zay is nine catches, 78 yards. Uh, he also had two carries for nine yards, had uh, 10 targets in his direction. So, like, I expected him to be a big piece of the offense. I'd be lying if I thought he was going to get 10 targets. I did not see that. I just thought nope. – I, I just I didn't see that. I, I thought he would be – used in some creative ways and they would get in the ball, but I did not expect that he would have 12 touches, you know, 11 touches, 10 targets when it's all said and done. I I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought it'd be more spread out. It almost feels like Todd Munkin, you know, I don't think every game is going to be like this, right? We'll just say that. I I don't think that every game is going to be Zay far and away, Mm -hmm. wide receiver one in terms of targets and whatnot. Like I think that you'll have games where Odell is, is clearly the top guy, but it almost felt like Todd Munkin was like, let's, let's, let's get this rookie ready to roll for the whole season. Cause he's going to have, he, he might not be wide receiver one the whole year, but he's going to have a very big role all year long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, uh, and it was kind of like a, let's get him, let's get him really going. Just throw him in the deep end week one, give him lots of touches. Like, he will be accustomed to NFL speed after the end of this game. Yeah. It's, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Well, that's what Zay said after the game. He's like, yeah, I feel like I'm used to this speed now. <laughs> yeah. A mission accomplished. Yeah, I've, and it sure looked like it. Like, he, I mean, the, the guy looked like, 
he he looked like he played with the vet, the swag of a veteran. Yeah. Right. It was not like a rookie where like he just looks like his eyes are just, you know, popping out of his skull. Like just like, oh, my gosh, doesn't know where which sideline to run to after a play. You know, like mm-hmm. he just looked like I've been doing this for years. I know I'm a dog like I'm going to I'm going to break y'all's ankles, whatever. It ain't no thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was just excellent and, and played with the attitude of somebody that is not scared. Like that's something that since he's arrived, like he has never really been like, you know, some of the guys like, Oh man, it's, it's going to be crazy in my first NFL game. And I got to get used to the speed. And like, (laughs) he's been kind of refreshing, like refreshingly honest about that stuff. When, when he gets asked, he's like, yeah, you know, it's, I got to, you know, I got to adjust the speed a little bit, but I think I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One game. Right. One game. And, and didn't he at one point be like, "Yeah, I thought college was kind of harder." <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like he, he's not scared, <laughs> and I love the way that he plays. He's going to be a huge piece of the offense, and um, yeah, I, I just great debut for Zay Flowers. I mean, the guy dropped the dropped the NFL linebacker on like his second play mm, in the league, right? Just just dropped. Well, that's him. the thing. Like, I expected him to have like some like highlight reel juke moves, but like, right? I, like, I expected that. Like the the drop in the linebacker on the second play, like that didn't surprise me. It was the right. volume that went to his direction. Like that is what really stood out to me. Like, okay, I knew he would make some highlight reels and like, right? It, I mean, it's kind of like in the in the preseason, what he had that one carry where he bro- broke a guy's ankles, but then it was like one yard carry. And it was like, well, that was a lot more than a one yard carry. It was more, much more exciting than that. Like I knew that he would have those like highlight reel moments. I just didn't realize that like the volume would be there right away to the level that it was. So I think that bodes well for the future. I do think that like, you know, Lamar said this after the game, he made the point that like, there's a lot of guys to get involved. And so I think that like, they are going to spread it out more. I, I didn't get the sense at all that like the offense after the game was like, Oh man, we're great. You know, that was a, that was a stellar effort. Like mm-hmm. um, I think Odell, someone asked him like this basically you know do you feel like this was like the appetizer to what you guys can be and he made the point that I feel like it was kind of an undercooked appetizer like they feel like they have a lot more left they've got a lot mm-hmm. more that they can they can get to and so he said there's a lot of things I got to clean up he pointed at himself and said there's things I got to clean up and um and so I think that that's kind of the feeling of the offense after this game like glad to get the win of course but they feel like there's a lot more meat left on that bone Oh, there absolutely is. I mean, I thought for Odell, you know, he he didn't didn't get a whole lot of action early in this game. It was kind of like, all right, you know, I think both of us were kind of feeling like, yeah, they're going to get Odell one, like maybe the first play of the game. I thought the first play of the game was going to go to Odell. Odell. I just thought it was going to happen. I said it on the podcast yeah. last week. I was like, <laughs> I thought that's going to be the case. Yeah, not the case. Um, you know, he did draw a couple. You saw kind of the savvy veteran mm-hmm. uh, in drawing a couple long PIs. You know, the one underthrown ball by Lamar, and he kind of sells it trying to get back to that ball and really sells the contact against the defender. Like that's just a veteran, yeah. you know, and then the 29 yard pass down the middle, he kind of makes the basket catch over the shoulder. Just a really pretty throw, really that's pretty catch. That's catch. that. Yo, oh, that was a great catch. Great throw. The, the, that's the kind of play that I expect to see a lot more between Lamar Jackson and OBJ for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I also think that like, honestly, there was a play. It was on, it was the play where Lamar fumbled. Um, where he was kind of trying to scramble and was carrying the ball out of his body and then ended up fumbling it. But on that play, um, and the Ravens recovered that, but it just kind of 
not really protecting the football, but on that play, Odell was actually wide open deep down the field in the end zone. Um, and, you know, Lamar kind of took off to run on that play, but, you know, the Lamar Odell was open. So I think that they, he's going to get his, his shots and his opportunities. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the stat line, two catches. Uh, what do you have? Two catches for 36 yards, I think. Um, like, he'll have much bigger days than that. And I think that you... 37. 37. You shortchanged yeah, him yeah, one Yeah, I don't want to shortchange anybody. Come on, man. I don't want to shortchange anybody. Come on, anybody. man. Um, but, but add in those two penalties, too. And it's like, okay, like, that's a pretty yeah. solid day for a debut of, of a guy who's been out of football for the last, you know, two years almost. Yeah, absolutely agree. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio here. Also, we want our listeners to know that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook, and the promo code, again, is FLOCK. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. All right, so defense... Great showing by the defense. I mean, Roquan Smith, no surprise, is dominant. Guy's got 16 tackles. Dude, 16? I just saw that. 16 tackles. 16 tackles? Yes, yeah, 16. Good night. And uh, I asked him. And a sack. And a sack and two tackles for loss. Um, oh and, my and I asked him, I was like, hey, what got any out there? Like, you played like a man possessed. And he's like, yeah, it's just good to be playing ball again. And, like, that's just what he expects. Like, he's just like, yeah, that's just how that's just how it goes. And I got the sense from Roquan this week that he was eager to hit some people. And there was a few times in practices where it's like, oh, this guy wants to hit some people again. <laughs> and so, um, in training camp, really. And, and I he had, a, he had a really good stop on that fourth down play. He, he just, just knifed in there. I mean, like he does really everything right. He's always in the right place. If there's anything that leaks through, like he cleans it up. And him and Patrick Queen, like that, that tandem is something special. Like it, I, they are the best one-two punch at that position in football, and they played like it today. I, I, I just think that that 
those two guys are great. I think they're I think they're the heart and soul of the defense. Like I think that's what that's where this thing starts. And this defense is going to be as good as those two guys take them. And I think it's <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, totally shut down the run game. We talked about the, some of the keys to the game coming into this. Damian Pierce is a good running back for the Houston Texans. Eleven for thirty-eight. That was his day with a long of seven yards. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. You talk about making a team one-dimensional against a rookie quarterback. The, check. Yep. That's what they did. C.J. Stroud threw the ball 44 times. That's the kind of stat line that you want against a rookie quarterback. Yep. And now I thought Stroud like played pretty well. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, didn't turn the ball over. He didn't have – he did, well, he did actually. <laughs> David Ajaba made sure of that. Yep. Uh, but didn't have any interceptions. One sack strip. Um, but, you know, he went 28 of 44 for 242. Seemed to get better as the game went along. Um, but I thought the Ravens making them one dimensional certainly helped. And that leads to some of those sacks and some of the sack strips and all that stuff, especially with the Texans having a banged up offensive line where they lost the right tackle partway through the game. Um, so, you know, I thought the Ravens defense, it was kind of mission accomplished across the board. And even without Marlon Humphrey, uh, and even losing Marcus Williams early in the game or in the second quarter, I thought that they played pretty well in the secondary also. I thought Brandon Brandon Stevens held his own. Ronald Darby made some plays, tackled well. I thought, you know, they completed some passes. That's going to happen when you throw up 44 times. Yeah. But I thought pretty pretty good job by the Ravens defense all across the board. Yeah, if you don't give up a touchdown, that's a pretty good game for your defense. Yeah, like, you give up nine points. Give up nine points. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, they had 10 quarterback hits on C.J. Stroud and five sacks. And we've kind of talked about how I th- the pass rush, like – I don't think that it's going to be from one guy. It's going to be kind of a, mm-hmm. a a group effort, and that's exactly what we saw today. Roquan, Patrick Queen get one. Justin Matabike got one. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Ardarius Ardari- Washington. Ardari- and then, of course, Ajaba with the strip sack. And yep. Jadavion Clowney had a couple slip out of his grasp there, so he's going to be, you know, he's going to yep. make some of those plays. So, like, the pass rush, yeah, I thought it was, you, I think you come out of it feeling pretty decent about the pass rush. Um, I'm not going to act like Stroud was under duress the entire game. Like there's times where he had, you know, he had he had time to sit back there and throw. But I thought the Ravens he got cranked up in the second half more. Yeah, certainly, I think the Ravens made it hard on him, and I, I feel pretty good about just the overall defensive showing. It's hard not to feel good about the defensive showing as a whole. Like when you just look at it, big picture, nine points. Nope, like yeah. that's great. That's that's a great start to the season. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at a guy like Ajabo, and he. he Again, he's so young in his football career, he's going to get better as the season goes along and he plays more snaps. But I'll tell you what, if you get one sack strip in a game, the Ravens recovered it, by the way, that's a good game. You had a good game. <laughs> you know? So, like, I, I care what you do on the other snaps, but you get one sack strip that we recover. Job well done, buddy. You did your job today. Oh, you could tell his teammates. I mean, on the sideline, Ronnie Stanley was really talking in his ear. All the defensive guys came up and a lot of helmet slaps on the sideline. Yeah, they were very happy for I him. I think he was kind of hearing, you know, the questions about the preseason. And as we said, like, I'm not overreacting to 19 snaps in the preseason. But I think he felt that. You know, he felt those questions. And so it was it was a big moment for him to get that play and felt really happy for him. So that's good. I mean, I think that's I think that's really good. Another I think interesting note defense defense wise is it was Ronald Darby who got the start opposite of Brandon Stevens 
and, mm-hmm. well, just like just and Brandon Stevens. That's who that's who your two starting corners were: Brandon Stevens yeah. and Ronald Darby. And of course, Marlon's out. But I think that a lot of people felt like Rocky Senior would be the guy um, in one of those starting spots. You know, they gave him a nice contract this off season, and um, and you know felt like he could be that guy. But it's, it ends up being Darby who the Ravens signed late in the process. Rock dealt with a soft tissue injury during camp and missed some time and was working his way back. So I think that was a huge factor. It was a knee. It was a knee. Oh, you're right. You're right. Your knee. Knee. Um, I think that was like a a big factor in that. But yeah, Darby. Well, yeah. I I mean, to me, to me, this just says who's looking better in practice. That's what it says to me. I mean, Ronald Darby didn't get there until late midway to late in training camp. Yeah. Right. So you can't sit here and say, well, Rocky seen missed a lot of time because of the knee. So that really, you know, was a determining factor. Ronald Darby wasn't even on the team. Yeah. Yeah. True. All summer. Fair. Fair. You know, so to me, it's just like they, they've, I, I think they've been pretty clear about they felt like Ronald Darby's looked good in practice. And to me, that's probably what made this, this call. You know, it's who's, who's playing better out there. That's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, we'll probably hear from John Harbaugh and, and what went into that decision, but that's what I would expect it would be. Yeah, he did say after the game that with Rock, you know, that he's he's continuing to work his way kind of back and he missed some time. Um, you know, so, so Harbaugh did say that, like, Rock being sidelined was a played a part in I mean, kind of opening the door at least. And But yeah, you're right. Ronald Darby, yeah. it's not like Ronald Darby's been here since April. I mean, the guy was got here right. a month ago. If that, and so credit to him because keep in mind he's coming off a torn ACL from last year, so he like yep. <laughs> this is a guy who of all, all you know we spent all the time talking about other players coming back from major injuries. He's one of them, and he just yep. got here a few weeks ago, and so to get out yep. there and get the start, I thought it said Pretty a lot impressive. about him. He played well, and um, yeah, I think I think Ronald Darby deserves a lot of credit there. I also think that Ardarius Washington, yeah. you know, how many times do I got to talk about the slot? It's only. <laughs> I should have brought this should have been the lead. Ardarius <laughs> Washington <laughs> played in the slot and played pretty darn well. Comes up with the sack. It was a really nice play. Real good feel for the court of CJ Stroud being about ready to step up in the pocket, kind of slid underneath and uh, got that sack. Good game. Good start for him. Six tackles for Ardarius. Um, I, I thought he had a good game. And then, you know, another player, I, I'll be interesting to see what this interested to see what the snap counts look like. It seemed like Malik Harrison saw a fair amount of action. Well, they kind of were using Malik Harrison basically as the, that Sam as the Sam linebacker, which Malik is one of the, the, the beauties of him is he can play inside or outside, but the Ravens are so deep and talented at inside. So they've moved him outside. And so he gets those early downs at that outside linebacker spot. He can pass rush a little bit too. But yeah, they put him at that Sam spot, and then they kind of let Bowser, it seemed, be more of just a true pass rusher. You mean you mean Ajabo? Yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, Ajabo. They let Ajabo be more of that just true pass rusher. Yeah. And I think that worked out pretty well. Yeah, especially when we were talking about Damian Pierce and testing the edge. Yeah, set of the edge. Defense. Yeah. Set the edge. Like, you needed that. You know, one thing I think defensively the Ravens got to clean up a little bit is penalties. Justin Matabike called for multiple. Travis Jones extended one drive uh, with the late hit on the quarterback. That Now, calling that roughing the passer would be a stretch, but he he opened the door for the ref to, to throw that flag with a, a two-arm kind of shove, extended shove. You, you do that, you're going to get flagged in the NFL. And so kind of a learning moment for him. I, I think, you know, cutting down on some of those penalties the Ravens had, just too many, too many in this game, really, for uh, I'm sure that's not what you want to see. Um, how many was it? It was like 10. What's the penalties here? You got to pull 13 up. for 106. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, both teams, the Texans had nine for 88. Yeah. That's just a lot of penalties. Yeah. The rest were throwing the, the hanky today. Yeah, they, they were. And um, all, I do think that could also be somewhat connected to, you know, no preseason and sloppiness. I think that all could be a part of that as well. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. So, anyway, any other final thoughts for you, Garrett? I think this is a kind of a quick turn the pager. <laughs> like yep. it's it's look the Ravens were big favorites in this game they expected to win this game Texas are coming off you know a season you know where they had the number two overall pick new coach a lot of new players like this is a game the Ravens should win and they did and they took care of business and I think they pretty quickly are turning the page to the Bengals game and knowing what's on the horizon there like Ravens feel like they've got unfinished business there. Rook Juan Smith told me in the interview coming right off the field, like, we're going to enjoy this one tonight, but it's it's a quick turn the page. We feel pretty good about our chances going in there. Adafi always said in the locker room after the game, like, I'm already thinking about that Bengals matchup. So, like, I think that there it's a quick turn the page here, knowing what's on the horizon. You know, and they're going up against a Bengals team that's going to be hungry too after they had a really tough showing against the Browns. You know, no one expected that after Joe Burrow gets the big contract and their offense does nothing. So they're going to be, you know, eager to get back on the right track. And that game next week uh, is going to be fun to watch. For sure. Well, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a rating and review. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out Ravens Press Pass, our podcast feed that features all of the locker room interviews, all the press conferences after from after the game. Check that out if, if you want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you later this week. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.